Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. everyone, welcome back to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host, Kat Ward. Folks, in episode 7, I'm very excited to tell you about my guest, but before I go there, I just want to let you know that last time you listened to my show, you could find me on Podbean, on YouTube under Paranormal, sorry, Paranormal Heart, as well as on YouTube under Conflict Radio, and now you can catch me on Black Swamp Digital Radio on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. So look for Black Swamp Digital Radio, and that's with your host, Arizona Tramp. So my next guest grew up knowing she could see things that other people couldn't. She is sensitive rather than a medium, and although she considers herself a Catholic, she is also a Wiccan. I'm looking forward to hearing her experiences, so please help me welcome Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Kat. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Thank you very much for being on. No problem. I'm Glad very, to be here. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, you're my, my uh, first interviewee. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Interviewer. <laughs> that's great. So just tell if you want to start, you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself and then jump right into your experiences. Well, um, I am 61. I live in northern Nevada now, um, born and raised in California, and um, just looking for another appointment right now, but uh, I'm on the waiting, several waiting lists and doing the uh, uh, <clears throat> the waiting thing, waiting game. Yeah. Um, as far as my experiences, I can remember hmm, way back... Oh gosh, I was a little girl, and I can remember um, talking to people I couldn't see and I couldn't hear them, but I knew they were there. Um, I also remember seeing um, uh, President Kennedy's assassination, but being so young, I didn't realize what was going on. I didn't understand. Right. Uh, well, being kids, we'd, we'd go to the local uh, um, cemetery, and um, I could see <clears throat> apparitions, ghosts, um, just wandering the cemetery. It's, uh, uh, there weren't hundreds or thousands of, of people, but there, there was a few, and when they understood that I was, I was there. Um, it's like they wanted to come up and talk to me, but they didn't, uh, uh, over the years, one or two did, but not a lot. Um, when, 
Oh, I went camping with my friends up in Oregon one time. I had a UFO experience. Um, there were five of us in the group. We were all girls and just, you know, having a weekend up in Oregon. And we were in uh, a state park when um, we heard some rustling in the the, uh, the trees, the bushes, and uh, we went to go investigate. And we came up uh, upon this clearing and uh, we saw a alien ship. Um, one, one of the girls got so scared, she went running back to the camp. And when we found her, she was hiding in her tent. But um, the rest of us just stayed around and, and watched, observed what was going on. Um, the aliens that were around the ship were, Jim asked me this one time, and um, uh, I believe they were grays. But the lighting was so bad, and it, it was dark. It was at late at night. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, the only light that was really around was um, through the through the opening of the ship, the the hatch or whatever it was. And um, and all we can see were these these things moving around the ship. And it wasn't wasn't a round ship. It was more oval. Um, Maybe even cigar shape, but uh, uh, nobody, none of them bothered us. Uh, I know uh, they knew we were there, and um, I'm sure that there was at least one or maybe two of them that were behind us in the trees um, observing us. But again, nobody, no, nobody bothered us, and um, once everybody headed the ship and went, went aboard and closed the opening, um, I told my other three girls that uh, there looks like they were getting ready to take off. And so we started heading back towards camp. And when I looked back, um, the ship was gone. No, no sound, no whoosh, no nothing, just gone. Wow. Um, after that, gosh, let's see. How old were you at the time? Oh, gosh, I was probably in uh, eighth or ninth grade, maybe ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went up, up to Oregon with family. Um, they dropped the five of us off at the state park. And, and uh, my parents went up to see dad's um, relatives up in Oregon. The, he has relatives at the mouth of the Columbia River around Astoria, Hammond. Um, and I... Well, they went up there for about a week, and then when they they came back, they picked us up uh, along with some of the other parents that came. Uh, that came back and picked up their girls. But did any of you tell tell your parents? Um, no, we kept it pretty quiet. Um, I used to go on a sleepover at a friend's house, where in the neighborhood I lived in. And one night there was a small ship and it was just hovering over the area. And um, when my friend and I started walking back towards her trailer uh, or yeah, her trailer, um, this craft started following us and um, it eventually 
flew over us and disappeared. But um, that was interesting. That was in, yeah, probably ninth grade too, eighth or ninth grade, eighth, closer to eighth grade. So this would have yeah. happened after the camping? Uh-huh. Well, before the camping. Oh, before the camping. Okay. Before so when you went camping, that was your second sighting? Mm, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the one when I was um, was going to my friend's house, that, it was very brief. The um, uh, Yeah, that would be the first. The second one, camping, was uh, much longer. Um, it was... It was very interesting just to, to sit back and watch them and, and uh, re- realize they're not, we're not, we're not hurting them. They're not hurting us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had um, connections with animals. Um, like I can go up to uh, a dog or a cat or even a, a horse and actually have a conversation with them and so it's like they understand what I'm saying hmm. and um, uh, uh, there's going hiking used to do a lot of hiking when I was younger um, and uh, I knew there was wild animals around but they're they never came around and never, never bothered me or, or uh, if I had a dog with me nobody would bother me none, none of them um, I love nature. I love, uh, well, hiking, camping. Uh, we were maybe 45 minutes to an hour away from the ocean where we lived. And uh, I loved, loved driving to the ocean. When my brother and I were growing up, we'd go, uh, mom and dad and, and uh, my brother and I would load up grandma and we'd head for the coast for a cookout. And uh, um, I'd go for a, a walk along the beach or I'd head over to my favorite favorite spot and sit on a rock and just, just watch the ocean. It was great. Um, Did you ever have any of the wild animals go up to you when you're just sitting there? Yeah. Yeah, I've had um, foxes come up to me and um, a couple of wolves have come up to me and just sat next to me and just uh, kind of, I, I talked to them. They kind of uh, would look at me, and they, the uh, one wolf in particular would let me pet her. And I knew she was female, but she's, you know, she let me pet her. Yeah, that seems um, to be a common thing with sensitive that animals, uh, wild or domestic, always seem to be attracted to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as far as I can remember, I've always had this connection with animals. Hmm. Um, also when I was in, oh, ninth grade and, and going into 10th grade, I belonged, uh, belonged to a coven, um, just for a couple of years, but it was a very interesting experience. And, uh, if I had, or if I can develop my powers even more, I'd even consider myself a, being a witch, but. Uh, right now, suffice to say, I'm, I'm just a sensitive. Yes. So have you? Ever, oh. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, have you had any experiences with spirits as well? At being sensitive, usually I find sensitives have experience with, with ghosts that they can see them and and 
actually have conversations sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. Um, there's living where I am now. Uh, when I first moved in here, um, the way I had my furniture arranged, uh, the kitchen is right off the living room, mm-hmm. and I there was a white white shadow. Not I don't want to say a mist, but a white shadow, and it was small, so uh, it was close to the ground. And it would come through the kitchen wall from the apartment behind me and uh, across the, the uh, kitchen into the living room and out out the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was interesting. But also um, these apartment buildings, they used to belong um, to one of the bases around here. And they were mm-hmm. built back in uh, the late, late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually they were moved where they are now here um, in the 1960s. So they've been around for a long time. Hmm. And there's uh, a a fellow that, the spirit that walks around and uh, I call him Sarge. He's in a uniform. Uh, And when I first saw him, I thought he was residual um, to the buildings. Mm -hmm. And, but uh, I was able to talk to him and, he is, uh, he's not here to hurt anybody. He's here to guard the property, watch over it, uh, watch the buildings, and um, uh, protection. Um, and uh, when I eventually move, I'm going to miss talking to him, but it might be somebody else where I'm moving to. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> the first time you uh-huh. The first time you spoke to him, did he kind of look at you like he was surprised you could see him? Because I've I've spoken with yeah. some people. Yeah. 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 And then I didn't see him for probably a week. And then he came back. Hmm. And uh, because I, I like to sit outside in the evening and um, oh, watch the stars and just uh, commune, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, he came up to me and we started talking. What did he say? Um, well, he, he was talking about his experiences, um, being in the military. I asked him questions like, um, how long and, and, uh, uh, what branch of the service he was in. He, he was hesitant to answer some of the questions. But he was in a, um, like a Marine battle uniform. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name on his uniform was black. It was blanked out. I couldn't read it. Um, but he had Sergeant, Stri- Sarge- <laughs> Sergeant Stripes on his, uh, uh, on his uniform. And um, he wanted to know why how I could see him and uh, I asked him if he wanted to um, cross over to um, uh, continue his journey. And he said, no, he wanted to stay here. And so we just started talking about everyday things, really. True military personnel, even, uh, even in death where they want to protect people, it sounds. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I'll, I go once a month to the uh, the local veteran cemetery here in uh, in town, and they have an unaccompanied service. And cemeteries have always been hard for me 
but um, I, I, I go, excuse me, and um, I can see uh, soldiers. I've seen, I, we had a friend, I go to the dog park every morning with, with my dog, and uh, we're the, the dog park group <laughs> that meets every morning. Um, and one of our, our guys, he was uh, 92 when he passed away. Uh, he had been in um, the Air Force during um, World War II. He was, he was assigned in Hawaii. And he was buried at the cemetery with his wife. Um, and I can see them walking hand in hand as a couple around the cemetery. Um, there's another person who is uh, one of the dark dog park group. Um, she is a part of the American Legion who, who um, does the services there at the cemetery. And um, her husband passed away oh, probably 11 years ago now. And um, I can see him waiting. It's like he's waiting by a tree, waiting to talk to his wife. Um, and he is in a uh, sheriff's uniform because he was he was in the department sheriff's department when he passed away. Hmm. Um, and it's like I don't know if I want to tell this person if I if I can see her husband that I can see her husband and I know what he's he's doing he's waiting for for you waiting to talk to you yeah. uh, or not because I. Uh, I'm not sure she's a believer um, talking to her and um, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. I, I, I just have to, um, I just, I, I just need to set her aside one day and just talk to her and see, see what she'll say. But um, there's, there's uh, other people at the cemetery that I see uh, aspirations and um, there's not only uh, the graves in the ground uh, on the lawn, but there's also a wall where a lot of the veterans are in, interred. Uh, they've been cremated and their ashes are put in the wall. Oh. Uh, the, um, some, of, uh, some of them have come up to me and I've talked to them about um, you know, why they're still there. Uh, do you want to cross over? I can help you. Um, but they just, they seemed reluctant, like they didn't want to. Um, and I, I could see them. It's like the 92 year old. Um, he died, he had a long life and died uh, very old. And yet I can see the young version and usually in a uniform. Hmm. Um, and walking around with his wife, who is, who is also much younger. Um, some of them are still uh, older, but in uniform. Um, so, sounds like you've always um, been comfortable with, with your abilities, because a lot of times people, it, especially when they're young, they have a really hard time understanding why they can see this so have you ever had like confusion in the when you were young or has it always been something you were comfortable with um i did when i was younger uh confused uncomfortable yeah um but as i got older i got 
um, uh, okay with it, mm-hmm. uh, comfortable, and uh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me now. Um, I just, uh, if I see an apparition over in the distance, I just kind of smile and go on doing my business. Anyone else in your family have that ability or haven't you ever said anything? Um, not that I know of, but I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got allergies, so my voice is <laughs> wonky. Um, I, I've always had a feeling that uh, my dad's mother, um, Grandma Thomas, had uh, certain feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure about anybody else in the family. And uh, Grandma and I did talk about it at one time, and uh, she seemed okay with it. Hmm. Yeah, it seems to be, I find now people seem to be more open to having that discussion with their family members. So um, it's still kind of a little bit of a creep factor for a lot of people when they find out that um, either a family member or a friend has these abilities and they don't, they just don't understand it. Or, right. But see, people seem to be more open-minded now. So, they have, I, I've been tested in the past, and um, have you really? Yeah, um, it was in was I where was I high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had um, there's um, a group of us that always met in um, I was the English building for lunch, and um, uh, one of the girls invited me over to her house with uh, another friend and um, she was talking about her dad or her dad had passed away mm-hmm. and um, uh, her dad was a, a pastor and um, was uh, according to her always faithful but her mom was seeing other people um, and she brought me a piece of jewelry uh, belonged to her mother and uh, handed it to me, and I started sensing things right away. And I was describing the person who gave her this, it was a bracelet, and uh, who gave her this piece of jewelry. And apparently I described him right on. Uh, and it turned out to be uh, her boss. Uh, she, oh. they worked at, <laughs> she worked at a <laughs> piano company, yeah. and it turned out to be her boss. Oh, was she surprised over that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very surprised. And I had... Uh, that would be awkward going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, former sister-in-law uh, wanted to test my powers as well. And we had uh, family up by uh, a lake. Uh, I, I had family up by a lake. And we went for a drive one day to go visit. And... Uh, we were we talked to my to uh, the family friends and, and we were walking around the property and we walked towards the lake and there was a log to sit on and um, she she started asking me questions um, about her marriage and about uh, uh, my brother-in-law my actual brother-in-law and. Uh, uh, their marriage and their kids, and um, she. Uh, Rob was always well. He 
faithful uh, to her, apparently, mm-hmm. anyway. And, uh, but she was uh, anything in pants. She she was one of those who would just, uh, you know, whoever looked at her uh, and was the opposite sex and was uh, good looking, she was, she was there. And uh, she was uh, talking about this guy that was uh, she had met up in Alaska when um, her husband was uh, stationed there. He was in the Air Force. And uh, he, uh, well, my former sister-in-law was um, uh, interested in my powers and to, to see if I, could describe this person one and she gave me a ring a piece of jewelry that he had given her and uh, I had it in my hand and I was just um, had my eyes closed and I was I was seeing if I could sense anything and I started to describing this guy and, uh, and then she said she she showed me a picture of it and I said, yeah, that's him. And wow. she agreed. Yeah. So that was another experience. Uh, well, those were the two experiences as far as testing, testing my abilities with. And uh, did she doubt you in the beginning? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She said, you, you can't, you know, you can't do this. You know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know, uh, you can't do this. And, uh, yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. And you proved it to her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So where else have you ever seen spirits other than, uh, the graveyard and where you're living now with Sarge? Um, I have my parents, um, ashes here in the apartment and, I know that they've been around. Uh, I've seen them. I've talked to them. Um, but they are, they're not here all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know grandma's been here. Um, wherever I've lived, grandma has been here. She passed away back in 80, 82, 83. And since she passed, I know I, I could sense her. I can feel her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's wherever you go, she's always with you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel uh-huh. that, do you feel when you move that, uh, because Sarge knows you can see him and you've had a conversation with him, do you feel he'll follow you or will, do you think he he'll might. stay? I, he might, I don't know. Um, but my feelings are that he will probably stay here with the buildings. Yeah. Um, and, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens to me. I say my train derailed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe uh, Sarge will feel that uh, duty comes first and he's going to stay behind and, and protect anyone who's, yeah, who's there. Very possible. Yeah. very possible. And I know I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at the next town away, which is, at, which is actually 29, 30 miles away. So we're, we're, we're the town I live in. I'm kind of stuck between uh, Reno and this other town, Fallon. And it's, uh, uh, 29 miles one way to get to Reno, 29 miles the other way to get to Fallon. So we're kind of in between, in mm-hmm. the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I well, let's see. In the past, I know I've seen other other aspirations, other uh, family members, 
uh, neighbors who have passed, um, and just generally going around town and, and seeing uh, seeing certain uh, apparitions that are uh, walking down the street, for instance, or uh, I have there's an area here in Fernley that um, was a uh, dairy a long time ago. And um, it's been turned into, or most of the dairy has been turned into a subdivision. And I'll go uh, drive down to the subdivision, not just park and um, see what I can see. And I've seen, excuse me, like uh, maybe the farmer uh, the rancher looking after the cows. Uh, it was a dairy farm. And uh, it's almost like I can see the cows in one of the pastures. pastures. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, uh, at first it was a, an eerie feeling, but then I just, I'll go there and I'll just sit in the car and watch them. Or, or I'll uh, get out of the car and lean up to the, lean up on the car and just, uh, see what I can sense, see what I can see. Has that farmer ever seen you or do you feel it's just residual? I, I feel that it's residual. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't seen me hmm. as far as, you know, as far as I know, um, he's either ignoring me or, or he's residual. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend living, uh, in fact, he, she was the first one I lived with when I came to Fernley and I lived with her for two years. And there was um, a man a next neighbor and he had two boys and, and uh, he moved in with her and uh, kind of took over the place and forced me out, mm. pushed me out. That's why I'm in the, um, the apartments I'm in now. Mm -hmm. But um, she, he left and she got together with another man they, who eventually married, they eventually married. And, um, uh, Oh, maybe a year, year and a half later, uh, she was killed. Oh. Um, she was going to, <clears throat> they're going to the local Walmart here, coming back. It was around nine o'clock at night, and it was getting pretty dark. Oh, and she had one of those um, four wheel electric wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, the fancy ones with a basket and we got her a flag to put on it because she's a very reckless driver I even <laughs> a sign for beware woman driving <laughs> and put it on her wheelchair in the back of her wheelchair um, but uh, if her husband didn't actually do the act and, and run her over uh, one of his buddies did Oh. And I am dead sure of that. Uh, I, I I just know it. Yeah. Uh, she was run over by a van, um, this white van with this red stripe. It was all described to me. Um, after the accident, I couldn't get any information from anybody hmm. except that um, she was uh, brain dead. She was taken to the uh, one of the local hospitals. And um, her husband didn't even see her didn't, didn't even go to see her in the hospital he wow. just um he was already with another girl 
and I could, I didn't have a car at that time. And I was, I could feel her even, even that far away because she was in a hospital in Reno. Right. And yet I could feel her and she wanted to know why she was in the hospital and what happened. And um, she wanted me to help her. And I told her, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But when you do go, I can help you cross over if you want to. Right. And um, she was telling me you know, that, no, she wanted to make her, her husband a living, life a living hell. <laughs> so I haven't been able to feel her around lately. But even after she passed away, I could feel her. Hmm. And that, it was uh, really hard, really difficult. Um, and that was, it, it happened on a, on Valentine's day in 2013. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. And she's, and you don't feel like she's ever tried to contact you after she crossed? No, she hasn't. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was just ready. Yeah, maybe. To, to keep on going. She was, um. She was in bad health. She had uh, um, well, she was on uh, social security disability, like I am. Mm -hmm. um, but she had had six back surgeries, four or five neck surgeries. Um, she was in a lot of pain. She was um, a drug addict. She was uh, hooked on on pain pain pills. Mm -hmm. And um, she was probably, you're right, she was probably just ready to go. Um, but uh, the way the way she went there, I mean, sure, she, her and her wheelchair were dragged 50 feet by this van. Oh, that's horrible. So, you know, it was a horrible, horrible death. Yeah. So have you um, had any experiences, like, um, spirit trying to contact you, like um, closing doors, um, things moving, or do you just pretty much see them and hear them and have conversations with them? Um, I had, oh, living, living back east in uh, Pennsylvania. With, that's where my husband at the time was. I'm, I'm divorced now, divorced since 2011. But we were living in an old uh, Victorian house. Um running it and um, there were all kinds of different noises and and uh, breezes cool breezes um and a few times when i went up into the attic um half the attic was turned into uh like an office right and and then there was the other half of uh, the attic that was still an attic and it was um I had really strange feelings in there, and there was a door that I could open into a space. It looked like a, a storage space. There was a lot of boxes there with uh, posters, and um, the last occupant of the house worked at a grocery store and worked worked there for years and years and years. And in fact, I think he owned it. But I was always getting feelings of a um, a riverboat captain. We lived uh, really close to the Susquehanna River. And um, going up and down the, the stairs, it had a beautiful staircase, and going up into the, the second level, 
was um, uh, sometimes a very interesting experience for me because I could feel feel this energy around me and, and it would get really cool. And I knew it wasn't the grocer. I, it, I kept feeling and sensing that it was uh, um, a, a captain, a riverboat captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the whole time we were living there, it was strange. And, and uh, a door would open or I had, um, I had an old curtain across a doorway um, and it would, it would flap and there was no breeze, no windows open, no nothing. And it would, it would just flap. And, um, sometimes a window would open. Um, and there was, uh, uh, that was a very old house, Victorian. And there was, um, a lot of creaking people, you know, somebody walking on the floor and, um, the wood floor creaking. And, uh, but I never, uh, never really saw anybody. It was just feelings. Right. And I didn't, uh, I never talked to anybody. I tried, but nobody answered. Hmm. Have you ever had any experiences that really scared you? Um, no, not Really, maybe when I was younger, you know, the first time I went to a cemetery. Right. Um, yeah, I was I was scared um, there until I realized what was going on, and um, uh, but ever since then, not really. I know that there are probably demons out there, but I have have never had any issues with a demon. Um, this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have seen, gosh, where was I? I was still living in California and saw uh, a dark shadow um, going through a yard and disappearing into a house that was down the street from where I was living. Um, the people in that who lived in that house didn't seem uh, didn't seem like it bothered them or Maybe they didn't see the shadow. I don't know. Uh, but I, I didn't go talk to them. They didn't talk to me. They were, they were. That would be an awkward. Like, that would be an awkward. Left alone. They wanted to be. Um, just do their own thing. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know if they were, uh, had, um, Feelings if they were dealing in, in uh, witchcraft or what they were doing, but they just they just wanted to be left alone. Perhaps and they were having experiences were... in the house with that shadow, and they just didn't want anyone knowing, and they're trying to keep people away, or maybe they didn't even sense the shadow too. Yeah, that that could be. Um, you just don't know, and that's been. Whew. Probably 35 years ago. Hmm. Yeah, I've come across a few people over the years that um, in the beginning they seem kind of distant. Um, uh-huh. And then for some reason they start opening up about experiences that they've they've had in the past. And it was just uh-huh. their way of shielding themselves from other people because they didn't want 
these entities following them or affecting them. So they just kind of, you know, shut the world out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, some of the, uh, the group, uh, the dog park, um, they are also, um, sensitives or mediums and, um, all of them are female and, uh, they're very interested in paranormal and, um, having things explained to them. And mm-hmm. some of us, so one lady in particular is very confused and, you know, getting, getting her to understand what, what is happening. Right. Um, they, that my friend, I go take care of her dogs. Excuse me again. Oh, excuse me again. Um, the street she lives on, there was a house that caught fire and, uh, it was pretty well burnt to the ground. It was a lot of fire damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owners rebuilt this house and they painted it purple and with black trim. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't miss that house. No. But every time I go by that house, I go to my friend's house, I, I get these very odd feelings. Uh, not only about the house, but the people living in the house. Were they the and, same people that lived in the house that burnt and they just rebuilt or were they new owners? Yeah, yeah, oh. no, they're not new owners. They're original owners huh. and they they had the house rebuilt. And um, there's, there's places I've been to um, buildings or, or houses and um, I want I want to know what was there originally what what was on the property before the house or the building was was put there because mm-hmm. um, I, I get uh, odd feelings really odd feelings on uh, going certain places and so I started asking questions about the history and I'm also a history and anthropology buff and and um, uh, history anthropology major and I just love learning about different areas and um, what was what was there originally? Right. What uh, um, I have uh, when my mom passed away in 2015, and um, my brother brought over um, a trunk that had belonged to grandma. Um, Dad's mom, Grandma Thomas, uh, and three of mom's boxes. And I've been going through them and looking at, at uh, pictures and because uh, there, there are tons and tons of pictures and I don't know how many uh, photo albums there are, but there's also blueprints uh, rolled up and put in a tube and I, I uh, rolled them out and looked at them and it is the blueprints of Astoria, Oregon hmm. and um, blueprints of, of Hammond, Oregon. And it's, um, it talked about, well, it, it showed the blueprint showed um, how the houses went and, and what is where and, and the um, Astoria column um, 
the plans for them to build the column and because uh, they're right on the Columbia River and the mouth of the Columbia and Pacific Ocean is right there. Um, and uh, it was really interesting looking at those blueprints. Um, and through the years, I know that um, uh, my great-grandma and grandpa, uh, great-great maybe, they were dad's, dad's grandma and grandpa. So great-great. Um, I get confused by all these. <laughs> all the greats. Great-great. Yeah. Uh, uh, they owned a, uh, they owned a lot of property in Hammond area and, and Warrington. And uh, they were the uh, general store uh, owners uh, of, uh, of, for, uh, for me, of uh, Hammond. And they had leased land to the U.S. government for Fort Stevens and an, uh, another fort. And they were supposed to be paid, you know, a little bit. I, I don't know how much it was agreed upon. I haven't been able to come across that information. Uh, rent for this property, and I don't think the government ever. Paid, I don't think the government ever paid them. <laughs> but going to um, going to the coast and going through the old fort and and being able to see. Uh, soldiers going around the fort and, and um, uh, going to the cannons that aren't there in, anymore. Um, it's like they were going through the motions of, of loading the cannon and getting ready to fire. Um, and uh, there is a, a specific shipwreck on one of the beaches there uh, close by, and the ship is called Peter Ardale. And my great uncle, uh, Al uh, Albion Anderson, um, wrote uh, a poem about Peter Ardale, and it was uh, um, published. Uh, and you know, when I go by, go along the beach, and go. Um, to what's left of the ship, and um, nobody died from on the ship. They were all it, the ship was beached, and everybody was rescued, even the livestock that were on the ship. But there were mm, odd feelings. I, I didn't want to leave the ship. Mm -hmm. um, the ship's still there. Yeah. Well, not much of it is left, but right. it's, uh, it's a lot of it is deteriorated and washed away and with time but yeah. this part of the skeleton is still there wow um and uh, i don't know it was it was odd to me um i felt attached to the ship and in some way and i know um great grandma and grandpa and um Grandma and her sister sister were just, I, I believe they were teenagers, um, young teenagers when the ship ran aground. And um, I know everybody in, in town and um, 
got their horses and carriages and went down to the beach to rescue these people. And um, I, I know I've seen pictures. I don't have them. Have them. They're probably probably with Aunt B's relatives, um, Uncle Al and Aunt Vivian. Um, Aunt Vivian was is grandma was grandma was grandma's sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I know there was pictures and pictures that um, I saw. In fact, it was Uncle Al that showed me these pictures, and they had um, it, it showed the ship and it showed how um, the uh, the rigging and the sails were all tattered and um, all these all these townspeople helping to bring. <coughs> passengers and sailors off the ship onto the beach and taking them to their homes to help them um, get warm, give them dry clothing, give them food. Um, And looking at these pictures, it's almost like when I go, when I've gone down to the ship, I can see, I can see these wagons. I can see the people. And I don't know how else to describe it. It's um, is it more like a memory that you had? Is that how? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you weren't but, and you weren't there at the time. Oh no, I wasn't even born. No. Um, this happened back in uh, early 1900s, hmm. maybe 19 1920. Could have been earlier than that. Yeah, in fact, it was earlier than that, about 1915. Um, uh, Have you ever done any paranormal investigating on your own? I haven't. I've I've wanted to, um, but I haven't had the uh, opportunity to do any investigating. Um, in fact, here, living here, I tried to uh, get in contact with a couple of paranormal groups that uh, are here. They, w- they work out of Reno. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to, to go with them to see what it was like before I joined the group and um, to see, see what they do and, and see what I could feel and experience and sense and uh, they contacted me both these groups contacted me two or three times and then I never heard from them again and I've called and I've left messages and nothing but uh, I find sometimes it's very difficult to join a group especially if they don't know you yeah yeah. they're they're pretty um, pretty close-knit because you know everybody has to work well together, of course. But um... yeah, and they have their meetings, and uh, the one one group um, even invited me to their meeting. But it was at uh, where was it? It was you know I think it was in Carson City at a round table pizza, and um, uh, I wasn't able to go at that time. And wanted to know when uh, when their next meeting was, and 
they never did send me. They, they sent me emails and sometimes they would call me, but no, they, I never did find out when their next meeting was. Do they ever have so, public investigations? Um, Sometimes uh, teams will have public investigations where you pay a certain amount of money and it helps update their equipment. So if you went and, and went on an investigation like that, a lot of times they get to know you and... Yeah, um, I believe they do. Well, both groups do, but um, money being charged. Uh, I'm on low fixed low income. I'm on social security right. disability, and mm-hmm. it was uh, really hard. It's still really hard for me to um, save up enough money to be able to go to one of these public investigations. Right. And I don't know if uh, you ever watched. Um, Ghost Adventures with oh, yes. Zach Higgins. Yeah. Yep. Um, a few times. <laughs> uh, there was uh, a couple that uh, uh, lived in Reno, and they had a uh, paranormal, their own paranormal group. And they were uh, EV detectors. They, they EMS? Their, yeah. EV, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I wanted to go get in contact with them and go one of their public um, investigations uh, at uh, in Virginia City, and I just couldn't afford it to go. And but um, uh, I sent them a few emails. They sent me some emails, and I had their um, was getting their newsletter, and uh, they were both killed in a d- domestic. Um, problem. Uh, right. Um, yeah. Master, yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, uh, so they're not around anymore. And um, so their group isn't around anymore. So, and I've, I've just kind of just, I'm not, not really given up, but just kind of put everything on the back burner and just, just waiting my time, you know, biding my time, waiting. Um, and I found, I found, uh, Jim Mallard's, um, radio show and, and I've been listening to, to him on most Tuesdays and, and, uh, talking to the, the people in the, the, um, the duck pond and listening to the, he's had some very interesting guests. Oh, on. that he does. Yeah. And that's Jim Mallard so, from the Mallard report. Yeah. Uh, and I would um, send him emails or, or message on send him uh, messages on on Messenger and um, uh, Instagram and uh, so you know, we've talked back and forth through the years and uh, it. Uh, he he's asked me to um, be on his show and interview. It's like I don't know about this. So. <laughs> well, now that now that you've done mine, maybe you'll do Jim's as well. Maybe I maybe maybe <laughs> Well, Debbie, we're at the end. Oh, already, okay. already. Well, thank you, well, thank you so very much. Show. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we end it? Um. 